Welcome to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I am William Ramada. This podcast is to help you remember that you have a purpose in life. This is to motivate, inspire, and guide you to a happy, fulfilled life. The world can be a noisy place, and we tend to lose focus on the purpose of our individual journeys. I use my various experiences, education, and other modalities to help you cancel out the noise and focus on your needs and desires in your journey. Good day and welcome to the Guidepost to the Crossroads. Today I would like to open again with a poem. It's called Cyclic Minds. Cyclic minds live in the past. Our suffering lives in the looking glass. These sands of time hold many scars. It'll take our joy and steal our hearts. Stop looking back, my weary friend. The past is gone. You'll live again. I tell friends, neighbors, family, co-workers, clients, etc. that it's okay if we want to reflect on the past. We could look back and say, okay, these are the things that were right, that were wrong, however you want to view it. But to obsessively live in the past brings nothing but anger, depression, you know, and many other emotions that may come to us because we didn't like what has happened. That's okay if you reflect, but do not be so obsessive. Look at how you could take the past by reflecting on it and how you can better today. What has happened that I could view in the mirror and say, These are the things I'm going to change to better my life right now. These are the things that I'm going to do to make my future a better future. So my friends, this is what you do. Don't obsess. Just look back, reflect, and say, this is who I want to be. This is not who I am. Because that was before That was something that we could never change. But we are better now today, and we will always be better tomorrow when we keep looking ahead to make it a better life. Okay, everybody, I would like to introduce to you today uh, a good friend and Life on Purpose coach, Ilari Anawa. Awari Anawa. <laughs> you know, I have to jump in and say hi. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's good. The more interaction we have, the better. <laughs> so, Awari Anawa is the author of Just Believe How Faith in Yourself Shifts Everything. She is a life on purpose coach, blogger, and has been helping positive influencers, conscious business owners, and adventurous souls who are ready for a more fulfilling way to live, work, and play since 2003. Alari spent over 20 years climbing the corporate ladder, leading thousands of professionals and managing multi-million dollar budgets before trading her VP, CIO title, 
and corner office for her cat and dog-friendly home office in 2003. It's the best office to have. That's when she started her first business called Profits with Purpose, Inc. Alari's holistic approach and published works merged the most empowering principles from business, science, and spirit to help you get in touch with your own inner wisdom so you can expand your concept of who you are, what's possible, and happily have your most important goals, the ones that feed your spirit as well as the bottom line. Her published works and programs have been endorsed by best-selling authors Brian Tracy, John Asaraf, I love that guy, Gail Evans, Hal Urban, Ralph Marston, and many others. Success is so much more than what we achieve. It's about growing into our true goals and desires and having an epic time along the way. It is Alari's sincere desire that you realize the magic that is within you. For there are no limits to what you can be, do, or have. May you shine brightly in your unique version of joy. Well, it's just a wonderful bio there. And uh, for the audience out there, I'd just like to let you know I've known Alari and her husband Alex for five or six years. Yeah. And... Yeah, you. Yeah, and uh, I must say, you two really practice what you preach. Uh, you live the life, and Alari and her husband Alex—they open up their house multiple times throughout the year. We have festive food, and the decorations are amazing. <laughs> and we really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, and you two just make. Everybody feel welcome. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. And I'd like to thank you for that because I really appreciate that. Yeah. We love it. Oh. We love it. Yeah, and everybody who comes there loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you have accomplished a lot. You have, uh, you, you went up the ladder of success in the corporate world. Yeah, and that's amazing. That's a lot of work, and uh, I'm sure it was really fulfilling. But what was the driving force that made you really to decide, I don't want the corporate world anymore. I want to go out and be a life-on-purpose coach. (laughs) That's a really good question. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's interesting because um, I didn't know it at the time, but... You know, we tend to live by our social blueprints, you know, what we think success is. And I know you did such a great job in your podcast last week talking about happiness and success. Thank you. (laughs) I just had this smile when I was listening because I was like, wow, Um, that really that really um, ties in beautifully with, um, you know, my story and and how I got started. And and what I noticed was um, while I was in that corporate setting, um, I would go through these seven-year cycles of burnout. So for me, that was three times because <laughs> I, was in, I was in the corporate world for about 21-plus years before I started my business. And I was so driven. I, and I call myself a recovered type A. 
and I say that proudly. I, I still accomplish a lot, but I'm leveraging in a very different way. I'm actually, you know, I'm not using the force and the pushing and the striving. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, I could tell you, you're really focused when it comes to making your desserts that we have. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, was, I remember sitting in my office one day and just, I recognized the pattern and it really was, it was like a seven year pattern. I would push, 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 climb the ladder. And I had many years of year over year promotions, more money, corner office, Mm. you know, great big house. And what I noticed is I just, I felt empty. Whatever I was looking for, it wasn't found in that. And I really believed at the time that was the key to happiness. That was the key to success and, um, and it's interesting because I, I actually went through that cycle where I actually would get to a pinnacle, you know, what most people would consider a pinnacle of their career. And then I'd walk away. I'd say, I can't do this anymore. And I'd walk away. And the third time I did that, I was a vice president, chief information officer. And I was in the, I was looking out the window in my corner office and I just had this sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. I can't do this anymore. Mm, amazing. And yeah, that was the wake up call for me. And I knew then that I would be leaving because I'd done it before. But I also recognized at that point, there's a pattern here. And I am going to get to the bottom of what it is. And that's that's how I got started on my journey. And, you know, from there, I, I literally walked away from a high six-figure position without um, uh, without a business plan or <laughs> oh, wow. I just had decided, yeah, I just decided I am going to, I'm going to step away. I'm done. I need space. And uh, now I would not recommend <laughs> to most people that you do that because that does, you know, that can put you into survival mode. And I've worked with a lot of people over the years that have done that to themselves And that that can put you into the survival, which is really hard to be creative when you're doing that. So, but, you know, now I show people how to make that transition and, you know, what the components are that you want to make sure are in place before you, you know, move over. And the reason, you know, I chose life on purpose is, um, and I won't go into all the details, um, because I could have you here for a couple of hours. <laughs> but let's just say that um, I had a, a really profound experience that woke me up to what I was doing, that I, I wasn't creating and choosing based on what I truly wanted. I was choosing and creating based on what I thought I should want, based right. on my social you know the social blueprint and the culture that i grew up in and that was like a huge wake-up call for me (laughs) yeah those shoulds will get you you should never should on yourself don't should on yourself (laughs) (laughs) shoulds have tos you know need tos you know all of those Mm -hmm. are signs that we're not choosing out of joy and happiness we're choosing what we think we have to do in order to be quote unquote successful. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I understand that we don't want to be in that 
that mode where like you got out, we have nothing, now what, we get all anxiety and panic. But what would you say to somebody that wants to do it, but they still have their job, so they, they do have that comfort zone, so they need that extra little push, because you got to make the move. Something has to make you want to move. Mm-hmm. What would you yeah, say to them? Yeah, that's a good question. And the the, uh, the flip side of that, and I'm so glad you asked that. That is such a, I can't tell you what a great question that is. <laughs> I can't emphasize that enough. Because a lot of people go through their entire life tolerating. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and because they are comfortable, it's not so bad. Um, well, I do have these other things and, you know, I can just, you know, pull myself up by my bootstraps and I get that. And for me, I had such a strong will, you know, to move. Um, and I understand that not everybody does because there's that fear, the fear that comes in. And what I would say to somebody who's really struggling with, you know, a position they don't like, um, with, if, if they're really struggling with not knowing, you know, that is really, you know, that's one of the biggest keys is I don't you find in your work too, that a lot of people have that inkling. They know they're being called towards something, but they really don't know what it is. Yes. And, you know, my advice to them would be to get clarity about what that, what is for you. And it's not always what we think, you know, usually we think it's good, you know, we're going to save the world or, um, or it's, we make it so big that, you know, we can't move at all because, <laughs> because it's so different from, you know, where we are. Yeah. The flight but, or fright. Yeah. It definitely triggers that flight freezer or fight mm-hmm. response. And what usually ends up happening then is people don't move at all. They just tolerate and um, I would say the you know the first thing is get clear about what you what you want, and that doesn't mean you have all your details you know flushed out, but it does mean give yourself the space to see if you know what you don't like, then you have some indications of what it is you do like, and and here's the key: it's not about the thing. It's not about the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's not about your boss, even though it might seem like it is. It's not about the outer condition. And that's where working with a coach like yourself or, you know, working, you know, with a life on purpose coach or whether it's me or somebody else. It's so important because that person has been there, done that, and they know what they know the stumbling blocks. Right. And what I find is most people, you know, they will move to another position or they'll move like I did and leave. <laughs> but then they go back and they just create, recreate the same problem because they haven't gotten to the root of why they're in that cycle of disappointment, even when they're successful or not feeling fulfilled. And that is so important. You have to get clear about what you want, not just on the outside, but what is it you're looking for in how you want to feel? Right. Yeah. And that yeah. goes for every part of our lives, too, not just the work. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned um, for something you're being called, you're being called to. So 
why do you feel like you're being called to something deeper? And what does that really mean? And why is that so powerful? Yeah. So, yeah, there are a few questions in there. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so let's start with the first one, which is um, being called towards something more. And that feeling that you're being called toward a higher a higher expression of yourself or you're being called toward satisfaction or freedom or fulfillment the emotion that you're being called toward is actually a very powerful um, hint it's 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 pointing you towards something um, and if if we don't have that whisper of discontent first that discontentment you know like wow I should be happy but I'm not um, or wow I you know I should be fulfilled but I'm not if we didn't have that we wouldn't wake up <laughs> that is the truth we would stay in the cycle of living somebody else's life through the social blueprints that we've learned and the way that we get brought up and there's nothing wrong with that because our social social skills that we learn are very valuable but the cultural definitions of what success is, you know, how to be happy, that is, those teachings are really good at helping you get along with other people, but they're not so great. <laughs> they're not so great at, you know, you being an individual, you being your fully self-expressed self. And um, so when you're called towards something more, that's actually a very powerful time because it's your wake-up call. Definitely. And yeah, and, and it's interesting because depending on the culture you grow up in, sometimes that's called, you know, the dark night of the soul. Sometimes it's called, oh, midlife crisis. Yep, yep. <laughs> but all of that is your soul tapping you on the shoulder and she's telling you, or he's telling you, hey, it, it's time for you to start living your own life, to really take a step back and figure out who you are. And what you want to create in your life. Not because somebody said you should. There's that word should again. Yep. <laughs> but because you genuinely, that's what's, what wants to be expressed through you. So I know I answered the, the calling part. <laughs> and um, the second part of that was, um, why is that so powerful? Right. So... so when, the reason that's so powerful, that that feeling like you want something deeper, is that is the wake up call. You know, to your point earlier, you know, with your, you had such a great question about um, what do you tell somebody who's, you know, in that same situation you are, but you know they're looking at, you know, what do I do next, or you know, how do I move when I'm comfortable and. That really is that that beautiful little voice of discontent, that whisper. It gets louder <laughs> and, and it starts manifesting in other ways because we really are wired to be fully self-expressed. Mm. And I'm, I'm saying self is in the capital S, right? Right. Um, so um, if we're not going there, we'll, we'll always feel like there's something off. 
And it's powerful because once we answer that wake-up call, it's like picking up the phone and saying, okay, I'm ready. And then, of course, when we're ready, then all kinds of wonderful things can start coming in. You've just told the universe, you know, source, you know, um, mother, father, God, whatever word we use for the divine, we've just said, okay, I'm done with this automatic autopilot way of doing things and I'm ready for some, I'm ready for the life that I really want to live. And, and that's what opens the whole door. So, yeah. So, um, did I get all that or? <laughs> no, it was perfect. Yeah. Cause when you open yourself up like that, you allow so much to happen. Yeah, that's wonderful. So I'm curious, too, if you don't mind me turning the tables a little bit. Is that okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. Awesome. So what had you move into the work that you're doing? What was your thing when you finally said, okay, I've got to, well, let's just start even for those that didn't see or listen to your first podcast. What did you share that? about why you are doing this kind of work, why you're contributing in this way? Well, when I was young, I always knew there was something in me where I knew I wanted to help people in some way. And back then, all I knew was, like, there was psychiatrists and philosophers and psychologists and stuff. And But we didn't have money for me to go to college, and there was no way I was going to, you yeah. know, save that money up. So I joined the Navy, and um, as I was going up through the ranks, you have to counsel people and talk to people. And sometimes I question myself, why do I want to help people? You know, because they can just drive you crazy in their head, right? But I just felt the urge to do it. Yeah. And um, then later on, uh, when I began, I became a Christian like late in my life. Uh, I started to go to college. For ministry, and that, and when I did that, I said, "Well, I could use this to help people." So I went into Christian counseling, and I'm still in the Navy. And I was, and then when I retired, I I had Christian counseling part time, but it just didn't fit me. It, you know, it, there's something wrong with it. Not wrong with it, but it just didn't fit with what I wanted to do. And right about that time, actually, was when I was introduced to Alex. And that's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, so I had a few meetings with Alex, and we went through the whole, you know, purpose, who are you idea, you know, to get me to open up and see what I, what it was I really wanted. And that's where, like, life coaching, you know, that, that would really fit. And mm-hmm. you're, you're not stuck with life coaching you get it's so open mm-hmm. and with like regular counseling or psychology uh psychiatrist it seems like you you have to fit in this box you're only allowed to teach or do so much and who wants to go to counseling week after week after week well with life life coaching or transformational coaching you get you narrow right down to the root and, absolutely and you just Get to the source and take care of it, you know. Yeah. And then if something else comes up later, sure, go back. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to 30 sessions with some psychologist if I don't have to. That That's costly. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah, and depending on the, that's a good point. Depending on the, the orientation and the intention and the understanding of the, whether it's a coach or a psychologist or, um, you know, or a therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, the intention they have and their level of consciousness affects that too, because if they believe that you need, you're going to be in therapy for years, then guess what? They're going to, they're going to help you from that paradigm. Right. And that's what I love too about, you know, being a life on purpose coach is, um, and the level of work that you've done as well. And I've done years of consciousness training, which is really, you really need to understand the basis, as you said, the source from which everything um, evolves. Because if you don't understand how our thoughts are formed, how we think, um, how we create, then you can get into a downward spiral very quickly. Very, and, very. And, and, yeah, and, and, you, and be in years of therapy. And not, there are very um, on purpose therapists too. So oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Every, every modality has a reason for being, but it's just, it's really important to know the consciousness level and the assumptions that practitioner makes before saying yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And to your point, the transformational coaching, wow. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah. And you really, like you said, intent means everything when you're going into the sessions, mm-hmm. right? Because you really have to want to, you know, dig down to that root and have the intention to want to expand and to grow. Mm-hmm. And once that happens and that light bulb goes off in your head or you have your client and you see their eyes open wide, you're like, he's, yeah. he's got it. They got it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, it's interesting, too, how a lot of people believe that, you know, we have to unearth every you know negative experience we've had or every negative thought and it's simply not true oh no you yes you have to learn some tools you know where you can create from a powerful clear platform but you don't have to unearth every single story you've ever told yourself for all the pain and suffering to transform and to you know live on a higher level but you do have to be willing to let some things go, (laughs) right? Yeah. To, and sometimes, you know, like we were saying earlier, that takes, um, some discomfort, you know, that's the wake up call that often, you know, whether people answered or not, uh, that's what's needed in order to move to the next level that higher self-expression. Yeah. That's what I tell people because a lot of people like to live in the past and they ruminate in their head a lot. And it's like, it's okay to view it, you know, just look at it and say, what can I learn from it? But you don't want to live in it and just, it just brings you down so much depression and everything else. You know, it's like you said, okay, I see it. Now we could dismiss it and we can go on to something else. Yeah. And it's learning the tools on how to transform that. And, and I'm going to say something that is going to sound strange to some people, but learning how to think. Right. And because we think we know, and believe me, I've got a lot of degrees, so I can tell you, <laughs> I would think, and sometimes that's worse because you gotta, you, you think you know things, and the reality is, learning is not 
uh, collecting information. And we're really good in our culture about collecting information, but, but thinking is very different. You know, thinking is understanding how thoughts are formed. Thinking is making a choice from a clear space, you know, not just blindly taking on, you know, what you were born into. And that takes a little something. But that's also the freedom. That's part of living on purpose. We also need to be able to say, okay, I'm going to learn how to see the world differently um, and actually be willing to let go of the stuff that maybe I didn't examine all that well. I just took on as true, but um, be willing to see that it's limiting me, that it's not allowing me to move to the next level. So... Yeah, that's very powerful. It is. I like that. And that's, yeah, to your point, too, that's one of the powers of transformational coaching is you get to those source <laughs> elements very quickly, and then you can, you, you let it go, and you can, um, and then you can move forward. That's powerful. Right, and uh, that's it, because I, I did, um, not long after I first met you, I, I bought your book. And uh, and you you explain that in there with having all that faith in yourself, you you can make those shifts, those things that you are saying right now. To the, once you notice them, that that's yeah. that's your key to unlocking yourself to to thrive. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and two, it's. The idea of belief, and I I cover this in chapter three, two of the book, is the importance of self-love. I mean, I I bake that into my private coaching programs because it's something we're not taught. Um, And, you know, unless we really understand what that is, um, we tend to, it tends to stay at the surface. But when we really take on unconditional self-love. It's amazing how, how we shift very quickly because a lot of things disappear, like um, being affected by the opinions of other people, (laughs) (laughs) like, um, like uh, making yourself wrong. I used to have such a loud inner critic. And then um, even with all the quote unquote success, You know, I was very self-critical. And here's the funny part. I didn't even realize that I was doing it. Um, And I think, you know, for me, you know, that's one of the driving forces of uh, why I do what I do is because a lot of people live like that, very self-critical and to the point of, you know, feeling like they're never enough, no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's never enough. And when we're, you're coming from that space of, you know, trying to prove your worthiness, it's a really hard way to live. It's, you know, um, and eventually, um, if you're not aware of it, it manifests in, you know, interesting ways. And either through, either through depression or, um, where it comes in, you know, cycles of burnout, like it did for me. And, you know, some people too, you know, my brother, you know, committed suicide, um, because he just couldn't 
he couldn't come to grips with um, he couldn't come to grips with how amazing he really was. Yeah. Because that inner critic was so loud and, and trying to be, trying to always be more. And, right. you know, of course that had a huge impact on, you know, me and the work I do as well. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't always come to that. I think sometimes, you know, that quiet life of desperation yeah. <laughs> is, is, is almost, um, you know, more painful because people have settled into a way of being that actually takes more energy, you know, it makes, it takes a lot more energy to dim your light than it does to let it shine. And, you know, it's, it's sad for me. It's sad to see people not live in an authentic, fulfilling way. Exactly. That, that's yeah. one of my favorite words is authentic. <laughs> yeah, um, mine yeah. too. You're were, you were a self-critic, and I was a big uh, self-doubter. Mm. That's, that, that's a, a, a light dimmer too. <laughs> yeah, um, and I love to learn. I would read and read and do courses and no matter what I did, I just thought I never knew enough or maybe I didn't know how to bring it out to people. And yeah. So even when it came to the point of doing the podcast, I was like, that I, I felt the seed of self-doubt start creeping in. Yeah. And I was like, William, that's not you. You better get this done. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you, you listened to you, Y-O-U. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've been through all this because we know you're a on-purpose coach. And you've already told us like some of the possibilities it does to open up to us, to open up for us to do it. Um, what are like, some of the first steps that you would recommend to feel more alive, fulfilled, or on-purpose? Good question. <laughs> um, let's, you know, let's clarify too first what on purpose means because there are a lot of things out there about like thinking there's one big purpose, the purpose. True. Yeah. And, and, and so a lot of time, many times when people first come to work with me, they're stuck in that question. They've been looking for a while. They know that there's something missing and, you know, they just, um, can't figure out why they can't find it or they're either, or they're completely new to it all and they just don't know where to start. Um, so let's just start with a clear definition, which is, you know, living on purpose means living from living your life clearly, uh, boldly, freely, and, uh, making powerful, fulfilling choices that are in partnership with the higher aspects of yourself. That's a beautiful definition right there. I would have never thought of that. (laughs) And, and, you know, to simplify, you know, for the short reader's digest version, it means being on purpose means that you're choosing with clarity and joy. Mm. So you're, instead of choosing uh, this, you know, because out of fear, which is unfortunately what many people do, or, Choosing in order to be safe, 
um, which is also a form of lack, fear and, you know, all of that is a form of lack and will not lead to fulfillment. (laughs) Um, So being on purpose means you're intentionally choosing from that higher aspect of you. Mm -hmm. And that's always rooted in love and possibility and there's no fear or doubt. Now that doesn't mean that doesn't creep in because, hey, we're human, right? Right. <laughs> and, yep. and we, yeah, we want to honor both sides, our both our human aspect and our non-physical uh, aspect. That's all sacred, and everything um, has a positive spiritual purpose. So we don't want to um, we don't want to reject any part of ourselves. Everything tells us something. And um, so I, I think, you know, coming from that basis and understanding what what living on purpose actually means, you know, is a precursor to what are the steps. So once we know, OK, well, if I want to live from the higher aspect of myself, I want to live with clarity and joy, then what does that mean? And, you know, what do I need to do? And the first step might seem obvious, but it's not. (laughs) Otherwise, everybody would be doing it. But the first step is really to uh, make a clear, committed choice. And when I say clear, committed choice, that's kind of like that stake in the ground. Um, It's that stake in the ground, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to live from happiness. I'm going to live from fulfillment. Uh I'm going to live from the higher aspect of myself. I'm going to be that partner. I'm committed to that because I want to have an amazing life. And when we make that clear choice, it's also helpful to see, well, what is it not? What is not living on your, (laughs) on purpose mean? And it means, you know, that when you're saying yes to living on purpose, you're also saying no to tolerating. Right. Tolerating less than what you really want. And you're saying no to numbing yourself out. And you're saying no to just getting by or, um, let's see, or no to sacrificing, thinking you have to sacrifice happiness for success, like you talked about last week (laughs) so beautifully. And um, it's also saying no to thinking you have to please others. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a huge one for a lot of people because, again, that's that social blueprint. We are brought up to be really, um, to get really good at seeing how to satisfy other people. And then pretty soon, you know, everybody else's agenda and desires are taking precedent over, you know, what we want as individuals. And, um, so, you know, living on purpose means saying no to people, please, <laughs> right. and learning how to do that, you know, and actually then saying yes to, no, I will live clearly, boldly, freely, you know, I will, when you, I will get clear about what it is that, who I am you know, and what I want and, um, that's definitely the first step is that clear, committed choice because without that you'll just keep going back to the comfort zone right. because yep. it's so easy. It's just so easy to do. Um, and then um, the second step, I'll just do two steps. <laughs> but, um, the second step I think is, is recognizing what is you and what is not. 
And I just, in my newsletter last Saturday, I just shared a quote that I came across from Deepak Chopra, who I, you know, just as I think an amazing individual, powerful spiritual teacher. Um, and something that he said was, you know, that awakening is letting go of who you are not. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, yes. And I thought, you know, that's a beautiful way to say it. So, you know, that's really the second step is letting go of all those assumptions and conclusions because they limit, you know, the, the life that we can live. Um, and we're so in, we can get so far into the story of who we are that we don't even realize that we're limiting ourselves. Um, well, it's so ingrained into us from childhood, from like you said, culture or society or what other people have just told us in general. So, yeah. so di- to dislocate that, you know, or try to shift that to some people is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. And thank goodness for, you know, why we do what we do, right? Right. Yeah, because um, it's not something that's taught in, in school. And, you know, we don't, as a culture, have a rite of passage, you know, where we say, okay, you're no longer a child, you're now an adult, and here's what it means to be an adult. And because we don't have that in our culture, we're often taught by people that don't know, mm-hmm. you know, how to really choose from the higher aspect of themselves, how to really live a life of purpose, that's personally fulfilling to you. And so we can't expect, you know, our teachers um, and parents to teach us what they themselves don't know. So, yeah. Uh, my wife, Shirley, and I the other day were talking about, like, as a good example of that is parenting. There's no book that tells you how to be a parent, right? You know that. You're a parent. So we just do the, the best we can. And a lot of times we follow the generation before us who didn't know what yeah. they were doing neither. Absolutely. And it's it's just a snowball of effect. And it's that way in either parenting or career or whatever part of life you want to be in. And it's time to shift free from all that. Absolutely. And, and the good news is, you know, there are tools to help you do that and I, I'm excited to be alive at the time we're alive. I just think there's such a, a massive call for people to wake up and there are more tools. It's so much, e- it's so easy now to, you know, uh, create a digital lifestyle. If you want, you can live anywhere. You know, when I started doing that 20 years ago, you know, people would look at me like you don't have an office. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't get that look like something was wrong with that. And for me, that was heaven. You know, because I wasn't traveling, I wasn't, you know, uh, rushing to an airport, you know, for a 6 a.m. flight on Monday morning. And, you know, I actually got to enjoy the home I lived in. So, uh, go figure, there's a, there's, there's something <laughs> to strive for, right? Yeah, right, because, you know, the corporate world, it's not always just eight hours a day in your office. You oh. could be there, like, 15 hours a day, you know. That's- Absolutely. Like when I was in the Navy, we weren't just at work for eight hours a day. We were there indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, I've, I did my share of 60-plus hour work weeks. And, yeah, yeah and it's, it's... Not thrilling. It's not thrilling. And even if you love your work, 
you know, at some point you're going to get burnt out because you just can't sustain that, you know, for year after year because, um, you know, there's also a reason, you know, why we are working that amount (laughs) that, you know, there's a reason behind that. And often there are assumptions that, you know, we're making that's creating the need to be there. Like you said, 15 hours a day, um, and of course, the military might be different because <laughs> you've got that whole "I can order you what to do" thing going on. Right. Corporate, corporate, we have some, I think, more freedom. You know, when they're in their environment. But even that being said, a lot of people don't feel like they're free in the right. environment. They feel like they have to because you know their coworkers are or their bosses, and so they're working the crazy hours because they think they need to to survive. Right. And the truth is, you don't have to buy into any of that. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, when I first got out, it was breaking out of that, um, not being disciplined, but always, everything was always lined up for you. You knew what you had to do, when you had to do it, and it was all lined up for you. And then when I retired from the Navy, it was all different. Now it's all different choices. So... Lovely. It's lovely to get to be able to make your own choices, but in a way it's not because, oh, wow, I didn't know that it was this difficult at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like that, too, when you're moving out of a, a structured environment like a corporation or, a, you know, you have a job description. Right. You know, it tells you exactly, you know, what your duties are, what your responsibilities are. Um, you know, you know, when you're fulfilling them. And then when you move into being an entrepreneur or a coach, um, it's a different skill set and it's a different way of thinking too. So, and you don't have those structures in place, which is, I see a lot of people that struggle with that, you know, when they move from a, you know, a corporate or a military structure and they move into being self-employed. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's freeing, but it also, um, you learn quickly um, that you also need, in order to truly have freedom, you need those, some structures that you can play inside of. Right. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Structure is important. No matter what, what you're doing, you need to have that. Yeah. Divine masculine and divine feminine. <laughs> mm, yeah. There's... They're, they're meant to dance together like Fred and Ginger. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the divine feminine part of me is, it, it's growing. And uh, a friend of ours who's passed away recently, you know, you know, Joan Elizabeth, she used to tell me all the time, you're just so masculine. And she would have to take a break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that, yeah, but- that... You have to have it come equally, like you said. It's Or just understand what your point of balance is. Right. And, and the structure you do need. Because I've seen people that move completely away um, from the structure and and the task. They, you know, they don't even want to write their goals down or, mm. you know, uh, use a calendar. or um, Because they've been so overstructured for so long that there's a backlash, a rubber band effect. And, and that doesn't quite work either. <laughs> so it's, it's really learning how to trust, um, you know, how to blend those two 
because I can tell you, even though I'm female, um, I have really well-developed masculine. You know, when I started my business, right. I was had it, had it down, could do it, <laughs> could do it, no problem. But it was also playing into my cycles of burnout, too. It was definitely affecting my energy level and my joy and passion. Yeah. Because I could do it because it was expected of me to, you know, thrive in that environment, to do it the masculine way. But my, you know, my spirit was saying, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you better slow time that. To, yeah, time for you to bring in some of that inner goddess. <laughs> yeah, you better slow down that type A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, if I don't write things down or keep it calendared, I have a tendency of just everything will start going away. You know, yeah. I'll start chasing little things here and there. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> next red shiny balloon. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon you can realize, wow, I just spent four hours. <laughs> right. And did that, you know, move the needle in my business? Not no, really. <laughs> no. Did that have a positive impact on somebody? Not no. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there too and done that one. Yeah, write down all the timings, when I'm going to do this, when I'm going to do that. If I sway off a little bit, that's okay. But as long as I see it, I can go right back to it. Yeah, exactly. And I think the key, too, is having, you know, one of the elements of living on purpose is having a structure, a daily structure, you know, that works for you, that gives you the freedom. You right. know, that gives you the freedom to be creative and to be in that space of wonder while also using the structure so you remember to put gas in the car, <laughs> you know, or so you remember that, you know, there are certain elements that you want to focus on too in order to have that impact that you really want to have. So, Yeah, what are the little red flags that pop up, recognizing them? You know, what's the, when the flag pops up, okay, I need to go back and do this. Or... Mm-hmm. or yeah. Or like if somebody's dealing with anger or something, the red flag pops up. You're like, oh, okay, so I need to go back to where I was. Okay, let me think about why is this bothering me so much? Yeah. 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 And I think, too, the, the more we actively on purpose choose to be in partnership with the higher aspects of ourselves, the more present and aware we are to the guidance that's available 24 seven. And it is, you know, when we're in partnership, we, you know, and I'm sure you have found this yourself. You stop, you don't go down a rabbit hole. (laughs) You know, know, it used to be, I could make myself wrong, you know, for days. And when I look back, I did it for actually years. I wasn't conscious of it, but I did. I was very self-critical and um, and now I'm so aware of how I'm being, you know, as I'm doing, you know, how I'm showing up, what my intentions are. And because of that level of awareness, I'm, I, you just have that ability to choose as you go. And it's more like you're adjusting the sails, you know, on a smooth body of water you know, rather than trying to, you know, be in a, uh, you know, a boat that has no rudder or sail. Right. (laughs) 
which is kind of the difference between being on purpose and not being on purpose. So. Yeah. Okay, I have like two more little things. Well, not really little, but be- <laughs> before we end this, because it's been awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, really gosh. When I first thought about it, I'm going to have a Laurie on. I was like, yes. <laughs> but, so I'm in part of a group that you do and Alex does, Fun and, yeah. fun and Prosperous. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, it's wonderful because I, I always love the new ideas of how to have fun or what to do because fun and prosperous, they kind of go together. Yeah. And... Can you just kind of explain a little bit what that group is about? And, sure. And is it open up to, like, anybody? Like, Good question. Good question. So, um, well, Alex and I each have our individual businesses, and we have been uh, talking about doing um, a fun and prosperous life. So that's at a funandprosperouslife.com. And um, we've been talking about doing that for years, and we launched it earlier this year. Um, to a small group of people <laughs> because we really wanted to get the technology pieces down, you know, first right? Uh, and work through some of the details. But basically the, the premise and um, the premise of a fun and prosperous life is putting the fun out there first. And it, it really comes from our personal experience and what we've done and how we've created the lifestyle that we want <laughs> um, and how we've helped other people do it. And, and the theme really is or the main message and is, is really about, you know, follow the fun <laughs> and the prosperity takes care of itself. And this can be a leap for people because <laughs> We're not taught taught to trust that. In fact, we're kind of taught that as we get adult, you know, become adult, that play is somehow a, something that we should only do when we're young. And um, so it's it's really about getting um, present to what is personally fun for you and letting that, you know, um, inspire you know your next actions and your um, and what you want to create in life and allowing yourself to thrive from happiness rather than thinking that thriving or having financial gain is going to help you, you know, be happy because we both know that doesn't work. Right. 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 <laughs> that, that's, you know, that doesn't work that way. So it's a membership uh, group um, and that comes with training. And we actually um, take people through some of the training that we do with our private clients. Uh, that is a playbook for how to consistently create what you want in a way that's really powerful and fun, you know, that allows you to thrive based on what you're, you know, based on joy rather than have to's and shoulds. So um, to answer your question, is that open to anybody? Well, we decided when we started that we would open it up only during specific enrollment periods. So we do have an enrollment period coming up in June um, and for people that are interested, that are listening, and they have, if they haven't joined yet, if they're, and that sounds intriguing, they can go to a funandpurposefullife.com and um, they can read about it. And if they go to member registration, um, they can um, sign up and be put on a waiting list. And that way, when we are ready to launch, do our next launch toward the end of June, 
um, they'll get notified that we're open for registration and we'll give them more information on how to become a member. That's awesome. So thank you. Thank you for asking about that. Yeah, I'll make sure I put all of your websites on on oh, the on the uh, podcast notes so anybody that is interested in that or your coaching or your book, it'll all be available. Oh, thank you so much for yes. doing that. Yeah, um, and make, yeah, uh, make sure you sh- also share, um, you know, your links on where people can find your podcast so I can share that too. Oh, I will, uh, most definitely. Yeah. I would love to do that. Oh, thank you love so much. Yeah, love I, what you're doing. I think I'm going to learn to love this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That's right. Okay, you did mention that you might have a gift for the listeners that could download. Yeah, I do. In fact, I have two. Okay. (laughs) So um, the first one is um, for listeners that might be feeling frustrated uh, because they know there's something calling them and yet they don't know where where to start or what that is. Maybe they've been looking for a while um, and um, yet... You know, it's just not clicking into place. Um, In that case, there are probably some myths or ideas that are present that are getting in the way of them getting the clarity that they want. And so I have a short online training um, to help clear away that clutter so they can step into their passion and their purpose. And they'll get instant access to that. Um, And that can be downloaded at alariannawa.com forward slash more passion. And that's all one word. Um, and again, alariannawa.com is E-L-A-R-I-O-N-A-W-A.com forward slash more passion. And for listeners who are noticing negative thinking and self-defeating habits and self-talk, and that's such a big thing. It can, you know, it can kill your passion and purpose faster than anything. Um, if they're ready to let the negative thinking go and that self-defeating, um, uh, self-talk. Um, I have an easy, very easy to digest training and checklist for using the language of a masterful creator. And the reason I, I start there is because, you know, it all starts in our self-talk. Um, we have to, as we become more aware of how we talk to ourselves, we start to see the relationship between that self-talk and how we feel and what we're capable of creating. Um, you know, that self-talk actually creates our beliefs and our expectations. So it's so important um, to start feeding yourself self-loving, self-empowering, <laughs> um, masterful language that helps you actually create what you want in life. So they can go to same website, alariannawa.com forward slash masterful words to get instant access to that. So... I'll put and those. I'll send you, yeah, I'll send you the links to that too. Okay. So that you that. That's awesome. That that'd be wonderful because I think a lot of people could use that. You know, because yeah. there's a lot of negative self thoughts out there, and we can see that just by watching the news. <laughs> oh yeah, there's yeah, there's no shortage. <laughs> no shortage. It's a Definitely money maker, not. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Well, Laurie, I I really thank you for coming on talk with me it's it's been enlightening it's been awakening and every time we just come over to the house and get a chance to talk it's just it's wonderful seeing the both of you and i just appreciate everything you do and thank you for coming on 
Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for doing what you do. I'm thrilled that you're, you know, doing this podcast. I think it's a gift and you are a gift to this world. Oh, thanks. (laughs) All right. You take care. You you as well. Uh, Bye, everybody. Thank you.